Thank you for listening. You're listening to Medicine Remix. Support for today's Medicine Remix show comes from Zipitor Anti-Talk Listening Tablets. For those who not only need to listen, but more importantly, for those who need to listen with a willingness to let others change their minds. Imagine that. Zipitor is now available in liquid, designed for those who just can't seem to swallow their pride. Zipitor. Just shut the fuck up and listen. Side effects of Zipitor may include verbal constipation, not jumping to conclusions, and severe empathy. Ask your doctor or your significant other if Zipitor is right for you. Now, back to listening at its best. Medicine Remixed. I mentioned on the last episode that we had done a couple of like trial trial runs trial runs and it was the hardest thing in the world to listen i mean you actually listened to some of them like all the way through i think on a drive right yeah it made me cringe yeah how much of that do you think of the cringing had to do with uh, just hearing your own voice like i hate to hear my own outgoing message you know on my phone it's one of the worst things in the world right yeah it's hard right yeah yeah uh so i think getting over that but in terms of context man yeah, we had some pretty good conversations yeah. i thought yeah and you heard most of the inaugural the one that I, was just me it was like 22 minutes of that has to be hard just doing it by yourself dude like the whole podcast dynamic yeah. like having someone else there yeah, yeah. like at least you know you're having a conversation right. with your boy or sure, your sure. guest or whatever it is but just talking like that's not that's not something that we do every day we're in our, our own head right you know, there's a running commentary a always, but yeah. to actually just put a microphone in front of yourself and just start talking. Yeah. That's tough. That's a tough format All as right. far as a podcast goes. Well, I'll be honest with you. Uh, it was pretty fucking easy, man. It was really like to, it was so easy. It was scary. I was like, I'm talking to my well, goddamn self by myself for 22 minutes. And it felt like, oh man, it really felt like five minutes. But it was eerie how easy it was to, to just sit there and just ramble about nonsense. But yeah. then you think that everything you say is completely worthless. Because I'm like, man, I'm having a conversation with myself. <laughs> this got to be completely useless. No, but I think uh, that's a cool exercise. I don't know. Like, you know, people keep journals or diaries. And yeah. now, you know, that's sure. tur- yeah, turned yeah. into like blogs and right. whatever. And that mode of communication, like, you right. know, writing stuff down to express your thoughts, your opinions, right. whatever. It's one thing. But I don't know. I guess uh, I've never really considered. Yeah. recording yourself like yeah. as a form of personal expression in that fashion you know what I mean I, I you know there's a I don't want to say his name but uh, a psychiatrist that we know went to the same med school um, way way before us but um, has a pretty big gig with a, a professional sports organization and uh, I was talking to him because He's a working psychiatrist. <clears throat> right. And he said as part of his uh, residency experience, they had to go see a therapist. Everybody, all, all the psych residents. So um, he was telling me, when they told me that, I thought, this is bullshit. Like, I gotta go see a goddamn psychiatrist. Like, I am a psychiatrist. So he said he goes to see the psychiatrist. And it was a lady, and uh, he said, the whole time I'm going, I'm, I'm waiting there, and I'm thinking, this is the stupidest fucking thing. Like, they're making us do this. I can't believe this. And uh, he says, he sits down, he starts talking, and before you know it, he says, the psychiatrist says to him, oh, yeah, it's been an hour. 
uh, yeah, we, we have to wrap this up. And he goes, it, it was the first time it hit him. I'm like, God damn, therapy some good stuff. Yeah. And he said, I'm sitting there talking about my mom. You know, and yeah. he, he said, sitting Having down. Breakthroughs. You know, yeah, yeah. And he said, sitting down. I thought this was ridiculous. So I, I, I always found that story really interesting because the guy's a psychiatrist. This is what he wanted. Listen, I think you know the value of therapy. I think I know the value of therapy. I don't know. I'm assuming that you've never been in therapy or been in family therapy. I've, I mean, I've never been myself part of therapy for me. Honestly, yeah. man, I think every human being needs that. I agree. Absolutely. I mean, there's just such a stigma about sure. therapy, seeing a shrank, whatever. Yeah, right. People have their own yeah. preconceived notions. And no better example of that than my family and, yeah. you know, just Indian people in general, yeah. I think, have a very negative connotation of that. Oh, dude, that's not just Indian, man. Uh, listen, Spanish people? Holy shit. No, man. Uh, you can have the most weirded out uncle, and that's just crazy Uncle Joe, man. That dude don't need therapy. Like, you know? <laughs> And I think a lot of that comes with, we've talked about this at length before. I think one of the interesting things that I learned, I mean, you know, uh, my fascination with psychiatry was that the second you talk to anybody about something being wrong in their head, right? The second you say a word like depression, right? As simple as depression and as common as you and I know depression it's is. It's a label. Oh, yeah. Well, the fact that you're saying it's something in my head, that's the seed of my soul, right? Mm -hmm. That's the source of all my thoughts. That's the source of all my ideas, my personality, all that junk. So the second you say something's wrong there, right? Who the hell are you to say something's wrong in my head first off? And then show me me the proof show me the scan show me the it's not know. tangible yeah it's it, not it, something you, that you can touch right. that's why it's yeah exactly people are just so yeah. put back with it they're sure, just sure. like that's not real yeah and just you know you could tough that out exactly like, it's yeah. like highlighting uh, a weakness yeah. in you that you and know, it's in your head man it's in your of head. all places right and i think the thing that fascinated me most and this is gonna sound really creepy was remember in anatomy lab when we when you took that, that that round saw and you cut the skull open yeah to take the brain out yeah remember that day well i remember doing that and because i'm too cool for school right i didn't wear a mask so there's fucking bone dust everywhere and i'm breathing in like i'm a tough dude i'm from the hood like this ain't nothing i'm choking everybody else has a mask on yeah, i was such an idiot but anyway when we took the brain out man i remember holding it right and remember thinking like every thought that this woman had our our, our body our cadaver you're holding that i'm holding yeah. every thought dude every time she was mad when she felt love when she felt anger when she felt sadness when she was late to work all those it's coming out of that thing it was in this Thing. But here's the thing, if I ate it, Ugh. I'm not eating all her thoughts and emotions, right? Like, it, So what was in there was so like not there, but her everything at the same time, right? Like I couldn't just take that brain with me and then hook it up to something and then learn everything she learned. It's gone now. With her left, these memories, uh -huh. you know? And so for me, that was the defining moment, man, when I realized, God damn this brain this thing we call a brain is some complicated mess i know man i mean every organ in the body is complicated in its own right but sure. there's nothing else like i mean you can do like a liver transplant yeah, you can yeah. do a kidney transplant yeah. you can do a heart transplant you know bone marrow transplants yeah. you could transplant like corneas yeah nope but the brain is something, you know, with all this technology and all this research that we've done in yeah. Western medicine, the brain is one of those uncharted holy grails that we just... Yeah, we learn little tidbits about it. We know what parts light up, you know. We know yeah. how to do a scan that says this is the part that's active, you know, when, when you're learning or when, you know, when you're angry. But the idea, man, that the, getting back to your point about people having this weird view about psychiatry, first off, we knew so little about the brain back in the day. We did some wacky things. And when I say we, I mean as a medical mm -hmm. society we didn't understand the brain we were scooping parts
parked out when we, you know people were crazy and mm-hmm. we didn't understand shit about it and then we learned a little bit more and we had some drugs that we knew affected the brain still don't know a whole lot about how a lot of those drugs work but the idea being that like you said earlier if you have a heart problem we can figure yeah that blood vessel there it's clogged we need to go in and unclog it there's no depression vessel that's clogged and we know like for sure if we go in and unclog that you're gonna be fine um and that being the case it's amorphic amorphic meaning like you can't touch it you can't like you said you can't put a finger on it and if you can't knock on it a lot of people don't think it's real yeah and the brain is that in a lot of different ways so i i think i don't even know what the hell we were talking about oh right you you were talking about uh cultural views on psychiatry and and, and therapy but i think you're right man a good friend of mine recently uh, she got out of a relationship and was having a lot of trouble starting a new relationship and finally said she's gonna see a therapist and i don't know when she told me i don't know if she was thinking like oh he's gonna think and i was very proud of her you know um and she realized you know that as much as she wanted to move on and be in a relationship with this other person that she had unfinished business in her head that she was carrying from this past relationship and the only way for her to move past that was to involve a third party of somebody a neutral party who can sit back and look you know at the situation and say dude because how many times have you been in either like a shitty situation or a shitty relationship you can convince yourself of anything at that moment yeah Yeah. right and even like when you usually when you go to your your boys or your friends or whatever and you you know you're trying to you know tell your piece and you expect them to agree with you for the most part you know i mean every now and then you know they can make you uh see that you know maybe you were you were the one at fault but in general you really need like an impartial sure. arbiter in that situation, yeah. you know, especially when you're talking about your own stuff. Like right. you just need someone on the outside. Yeah. And how many times have you been down, man? And it isn't even that you, the saying goes that misery loves company, but I think sometimes it's deeper than that. When you're just in a shitty situation and you don't even want help, you just want somebody to fucking listen to you just vent. You just want them around when you're feeling shitty. Yeah. Just to talk to them. Yeah. You know, and sometimes that's all therapy is for some people. Yeah. Other times, you know, it's 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 a lot more than that. But I agree with you, man. I think everybody should see a therapist. I think therapists should see therapists. Yeah. That's how much yeah. I think everybody should see therapists. But there is something weird, man, because even if you were seeing a therapist, I don't know if you'd be on this podcast bragging about it. Uh, you know, there's still a stigma, right? No, but you know what? I think uh, it's starting to change a little bit when you have, you know, celebrities coming forward. And, yeah. Like, you know, we all know he's crazy, Ron Artest. Yeah, yeah. You know, he came out talking about how much his therapist has yeah. helped him through a lot of things. Thing, my doctor, Dr. Sandy, my, um, my psychiatrist, she really helped me relax a lot. Thank you so much. It's so difficult to play. All this, there's so much commotion going on in the playoffs. Can she help me relax? I thank you so much. But then you know, here I go saying, "Oh, Ron Artest is crazy." When I first came out publicly in front of 40 million people and told everybody I want to thank my psychiatrist, people called me crazy. People called me crazy for helping myself. I just moved on with my day because there's nothing to be embarrassed about when you're trying to really, really help yourself. It makes me think of this um, interview uh, that Dave Chappelle had with uh, Inside the Axter Studio. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I forgot what that dude's yeah, yeah. name is. He's on the program talking about exactly that, how people use the term crazy, and it's just such a dismissive term. The worst thing to call somebody is crazy is dismissive. I don't understand this person, so they're crazy. That's bullshit. People are not crazy. They're strong people. Maybe the environment 
is a little sick. We don't really know what's wrong with this person. Right, right. I don't want to deal with it. It's like right. it's very lazy and sure. it's just yeah, that person's crazy. Right. You know. It's Meanwhile, like yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, most people are misunderstood. You know. But I mean, we all feel that way, yeah. though, right, man? Like um, we were talking. I, I think uh, your dad and I actually were talking, and uh, we were talking about politicians and you know just kind of the idea of how people take these stances in life they have opinions about things right and the second somebody switches their opinion oh he's a flip-flopper you know and they pull up this old clip from like 1987 yeah. when he's in his backyard yeah. playing you know it's a scary time to be a politician yeah yeah no there's all this stuff's coming yeah. up and they'll be like oh here's a note that he passed in the sixth grade to some girl she kept and it says yeah. here that he hates gays you know <laughs> and it's like yeah you know what man first off you're young but the other thing is how about i was misinformed back then and i fucking grew yeah is there is, is there nothing to be said about yeah. personal growth yeah. it's like if i did something you know back in the day or and thought i'm something, yeah, had an thought opinion. something yeah. yeah you know that's a part of there's a part of growing part up part of growing up but i think we, we we all in our heads have this myth about the other person and how perfect my, my one of my boys uh, leonard uh said to me one day and this was years ago and he looked at me and he was very leonard is very leonard i love you to death leonard is one of the most judgmental people i've ever met <laughs> and uh and i love him for it because Fuck, when he's right man he's right when he's off jesus christ he's off but when he's on man sounds like my dad yeah you know like he's, he's, <laughs> yeah. he's so on that it gives credibility to his shitty yeah, sort of, yeah. you know judgmental personality but again he turned to me one day and he said you know what man i could never live under the microscope i put other people under and i thought yo that's that's pretty intense yeah, I mean, that, and that's part of why I mean I don't know how Leonard is as far as being hard on himself yeah. but like I kind of feel like that too sure. but except like I am under that microscope too and uh, like you know you know yeah yeah that's like, funny we, but it's your own microscope it doesn't count I right? think it was like a mortal technique or someone that uh -huh. said it was, uh, we always look at ourselves in the eyes of people that hate us even though we survived through the struggle that made us we still look at ourselves through the eyes of people that hate us uh, I always thought that was uh, an interesting line because I, I think that's kind of true. Yeah, it's true, except, you know, like when you're having your pretty day, you know. We the best. Like, you know, <laughs> and you're feeling good about yourself. But yeah. I think you're right. I, and we've had conversations about this before. I'm brutally hard on myself. And I know you're brutally hard on yourself about a lot of things, man, mm -hmm. about life, about. Mm -hmm. And, you know, when I try to lighten up about it, you know, I feel like there goes all my drive. Like I'm I'm only driven because I'm hard on myself. Right. Um, but I think you're right. I think uh, those, you know, insecurities and things that that kind of feed into the way we view ourselves and, and and whatnot but the idea of not being able to evolve and change as a person change your opinions I, I understand it's different when you're on a national stage and everybody's watching and whatever but how about somebody get up and fucking applaud one day when they're like you know what you said this 10 years ago now you're saying completely different why and how about he be able to say you know what because i didn't know what the fuck i was talking about 10 years ago I thought I did, but you know what? Read some books, went to some websites, talked to some friends. <laughs> yeah. I was wrong. I was so wrong. And I think people get afraid because they say, oh, well, he, if he was oh, wrong about yeah, that, yeah. he's wrong about that. Yeah, shut up. Like, that's so <laughs> dumb. But the, that, that idea of, of, of growth, of personal growth, I don't know how it comes, man. I think we... You want a genuine person at the end of yeah. the day. And yeah. I mean, it's hard to exactly. find, in, especially in politics. Sure. sure. But, you know? but I think that, that politics breeds that, that you, you can't be a genuine person because you have to hold the same beliefs because then your fan base or your voting base isn't going to support you because now you're, you're changing your mind about right. things. Oh, he was pro-abortion and now he is. I mean, sh come on, man. People change. People evolve. And uh, I think that's part of growth. But I also think that's part of understanding. I don't know, man. I, I never really felt like I had somebody. I, I don't, I don't want to say a mentor. There were people who played important roles in my life, but I just wish I had 
somebody who told me shit that would have saved me years and years of heartache, years and years of strife, you know, <clears throat> a couple of nights of crying. Right. You know, if they just, if I would have listened, if somebody would have been there to talk to me at that time, for a lot of people, that's their dad. Some, some people have their uncle, their coach or whatever. I was just too hard-headed to get to, to sometimes. But I don't know, man. I think therapy for some people is that person. And it's better late than never, I think. Uh, you can still make tons of growth, you know, if you're a 30-year-old guy now. There's plenty of time. 40-year-old, yeah. 50-year-old. Dude, there's plenty of interactions you can have with people that you right. they can be better if you allow somebody to help you see what you're not seeing. But it's not cultural. I guess that was my point. Yeah. That it's not just Indian culture, man. It's most people. Oh, you're right. You're right. Most people. But again, we're looking at yourself through that microscope. All right. You know. Baby, my boy's Dean Reese from Medicine Remix. Putting it down like it's going out of style, baby. Excuse the dismissive term, but that show was crazy. You know what I'm saying? Had Ron Artest, had Dave Chappelle, even had a little Immortal Technique cameo up in the show. That psychiatrist flow, you know which way to go. Bringing people up when they feeling down low. All I want to say is good job on the show and keep on doing your thing, baby. Let's go. Please do your part. The podcast, share them if you like them. If they're good, spread the word. We've been getting incredible feedback, man. And to those of you who have written in, thanks. Those who haven't, man, feel free to do it. I know for me, man, it's it's been pretty incredible. Some of the feedback we've gotten has been, I mean, to be real honest, like life-changing. Like really Yeah, impactful. I mean, you know, even if uh, one person's listening and benefiting from this, that's yeah, enough motivation for me to keep doing it. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, keep up the good work. Thanks for listening. Thanks for spreading the word. And we got a lot of things coming up, man. Any words of wisdom? Stay hungry. Stay hungry. I agree. Uh, but eat healthy. <laughs> but eat healthy. Medicine Remixed.